Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, welcome to the Villa View. It's time for the post-match point, and quite frankly, I cannot believe that we're coming on here and talking about a defeat. I'm joined as ever by Chris Dolan. Neil is with us as well from For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast, and we've also got a debutante in Tom Nib, who you might know from TK Prince in everyone's shirts at the moment, including the one I have on now. And Dolan, I'll come to you first and. If you'd have said to me when we were 2-1 up that we would end up losing that game, I, I would have laughed. I cannot believe we're coming on here and talking about a defeat like that. If you'd have said to me after the first half, being 1-0 up, we'd lose the game. You know, I thought they'd come into the second half quite quite well. And I suppose that's just football for you, mate. you just gotta you got to take it. you just got to take it and, 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 and crack on. And, you know, they scored three goals and um, they're just one of those teams. They're just, and we, we spoke about it on the preview, they're just one of those teams that just find results. Yeah, they wouldn't go away. Uh, and they just wouldn't go away. And and we completely outclassed them uh, in the first half. Like, such swagger and and style and confidence about us. And then, I don't know, like, maybe did we did we, did we we fall victim to a bit of confidence, but maybe overconfidence. Um, a, bit like, a bit like Newcastle on Saturday. And I spoke to a few of the coaches and they were maybe sort of saying that, that uh, we were played. We over, overplayed it a touch against Newcastle in the second half. We, we, we were a bit sloppy and... Um, you sort of wonder if that kind of crept in um, tonight, but I'm gutted. Like, but I'm not going to come on here and rant and rave and and kick off and single players out and no, no, you know no. have, have a go. You know, I'm not going to have a go. I'm actually annoyed, but there's part of me that is quite calm and relaxed because um, because we we play like that. As, as you said before, we went on on air. You play those. You know, you play that game tomorrow and you. And you win it. Um, sh- shades of West Ham away in that as well. You know, and when, we be, were just, yeah. when we were just so dominant. Um, it's this again, kid. Well, yeah. Again, I'm not gonna gonna dig out anyone, but you know, I think if you're bringing on Keenan Davis to try and find something and try and find a goal in a the game, then you're on a hiding to nothing. And and um, you know, again, that these kind of scenarios show up 
our lack of depth, our lack of depth um, uh, at the top top half of the pitch. And um, Watkins needs some serious support. Yeah, I mean, I think Davis is still looking for the ball he tried to trap when, when he first came on. I think he still doesn't know where it is now. I mean, Neil, first half, so fluid, so excellent going forward. We were all raving about us on, on the WhatsApp group at, at half time, but it's a lesson, isn't it? Didn't take the chances in the first half. Burnley took theirs in the second and we've lost the game. Yeah, it's, look, it's a cliche game of two halves. I didn't didn't want to have to say that, but it basically sums it up so well. Uh, first half, we were very fluid. You know, even looking at the goal was just very fluid movement. There was a couple, it was lovely link-up play between um, our wide players and our full-backs. Our full-backs, I actually messaged into the group saying, our full-backs are a genuine weapon uh, against any team in the first half because they, they had carte blanche down either wing and they were fantastic. Our two central midfielders and Douglas Louise and McGinn, all they had to do was hang around the centre midfield and stop uh, Ashley Westwood playing the ball around. It was very, very easy for our back four. Uh, Emmy Martinez, I think, had, I think they had four shots in the first half, all right, but um, a lot of them were off target. Uh, Ollie Watkins was outstanding in the first half, getting in between the two centre halves. He just gave, once again, he did it at the weekend as well. But today as well, he gave an exhibition on how to play up front on your own against two larger centre halves. Um, everything was going swimmingly, and then the halftime whistle came. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's a killer question, Tom. But what did Burnley do differently in in the second half from the first? Because they they were a different outfit. We still had moments, but Burnley were a lot better in the second half than they were in the first. hundred percent. I think for me, they just kept at it, and you know, you see their second goal is just a stroke of luck, and the third mm. one's a good header into the right place. There's only so many times I can say it's a bit. It seems like a freak game. I think we kind of maybe took our foot off the pedal a little bit too much, being one and up half time. But you say they're a different team. I don't think they're anything special second half. No, not special. But they had a bit more about them, didn't they? They brought Vidra on, and actually, just by him being something a little bit different and closing down and and putting the defenders under pressure, I think he probably made a little bit of a difference for them. Yeah, he did. You know, you can't deny that. But. I, I, I don't know. It's one that I, I think we'd all struggle to explain, to be fair. It's, we should have won it. We should have had it wrapped up. Nick Pope, man of the match by quite a distance on that pitch. And I, I can't understand how he's not England's number one for me. No, no, he definitely should be. And he's been outstanding in recent weeks and, and was again tonight. I mean, Dolan, all the zip and pizzazz we played with in, in the first half, we were fizzing the ball around lovely, but... I, I actually said, I can't remember which WhatsApp group it, it was in. I, I said, you can see now that we're reco- we recovered from the COVID. We're, we're playing with the pace again and the tempo that, that we want to see from Villa. But in the second half, really, once we went behind, that tempo wasn't really there. Did you think we tired again a little bit? Yeah, we did. We, we looked a little bit a little bit leggy in, in the second half. And whenever they went 3-2 up, I never really thought we were going to get back in there or even cr- create a chance um, in the last few minutes. Um, I mean... Oh, people once again on here singling players out, Mings this and Mings that. I mean, I mean it's ridiculous. Like I almost almost feel like what's the point? You know, like the, the you know well, I don't understand like how why you. I'd love that. to know what was uniquely Tyrone Mings' you know, fault in that nothing, game. Someone could absolutely tell, tell us nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nobody made a mistake. There was you know of course any goal you can see. There's always you're always going to look back and, and, and there's always going to be mistakes that leads that leads to goals. That's how goals happen. Um, but why why do we have to start think it's okay to single players out and come on here and, you know, take, take pleasure, you know, 
joystick taking pleasure and and you know oh i was right all, all along well man i'm sorry you're not and um you know uh, i just think it's ridiculous why can't we just go do you know what you win games you lose games we're on 29 points this is this season we've almost doubled our points tally to to our to, to, to where we were last season we've been that game we're sitting sixth you know what's i don't i don't, I don't understand you know I'm, I'm annoyed i'm frustrated i'm angry like everyone else but what what is what's the, what what are people's problems? Single players out. I just don't understand it. So, yeah. I mean, I I saw nothing in that game that you could pin on Tyrone Mings and say that defeat was down to Tyrone Mings. You, no one. There was no you, you, nobody's. It was nobody's individual no, fault. Te- you we win just, as a team, you lose as a team. Yeah, exactly. End of. Move on. We didn't do. You know. What about, what about all the what about all the chances we missed in the first half? That exactly. that wasn't Tyrone Mings. I mean, I, th- I think we can agree that's the reason why why we lost the game because we didn't put the game to bed at half time like, like Nick, we probably should have done. Nick Pope, you know, proving again that he's as as um as Tom said, like that he should be England's number one. You know, that, whose fault's that? Well, I suppose that's definitely yeah. Tyrone Mings' fault. Definitely got to blame Aston Villa for uh, Nick Pope being such a world class goalkeeper. Useless, honestly. Yeah. I mean, awesome. Neil, I don't I don't I know, know what you think of all the, of, of that. I mean, it, that, that just seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of ridiculous things out there, and uh, I agree. I agree, you know. Uh, I sent a message in as well. 74th minute, Villa going to Europe. Twitter was full of it. 79th minute, yeah. make some feckin' subs, Dean Smith. Like, you know, in the space of five minutes, it was a case of, I always thought that there should have been subs, but I, maybe you could make the argument subs should have been brought up, but we could still have conceded both those goals. It was Burnley subs that made the difference, and that's not because... Villa's team tired as such. It's because they completely changed their system when they brought Jack Cork on. When Jack Cork came on, it stopped Ali Watkins from getting in between the two centre halves. And that really nullified what we were doing really well in the first half. He was able to drag them left and right, create space for our two wing backs, create, create space for uh, Grealish and for um, and for, for Bertrand Traoria and the wings as well. Um, but when they brought on Jack Cork, it just completely solidified that that center that central defense. We couldn't get that out ball in there at all. That's the 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 reality of it. They made some really good they, they made some really good tactical changes, and that's not saying that Dean Smith didn't uh, was naive and didn't make any changes either. It's just they they solidified themselves. I'm sure every Burnley fan is saying saying Jesus, we were shite the first half. We played like we really always play in the second half. You know, it's always going to be horses for courses. It's always going to be fans are going to are going to going to think that you know uh, Villa Road smarted, but they weren't. They played the exact same game plan that they always play in the second half. They made substitutions when they to try and get back into the game. We were caught by three soccer punches across to the back post. Yes, the zone and the marking didn't work for us. We left two centre halves at the back post. The second goal, if anybody out there actually even you know that's just a fluke. It was just a pure yeah. box of a goal, Why and then the third goal. He, he heads that a hundred times that it doesn't go in the back of the net. And I always feel like I'm making excuses for wonder goals or fluke goals or whatever like that. But it really was. It really was. I agree with Dolan 100%. You can't single out anybody directly. I don't think it was a Dean Smith uh, mistake or anything like that or misstep. I just think it was one of those games whereby a home team just clicked into gear. We had a bad five minutes. They had a very, very fortuitous five minutes and we lost the game 3-2. The good thing about it is we've got a game coming up the weekend against Southampton. You get an opportunity to try and right or wrong again, even though Southampton are flying high at the moment. But, you know, you just never know. You never know in this game. And that's just 100%. That that game just 100% proves it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a collective 
collective thing. If if someone makes an individual mistake, I don't like anyone getting abused, but I could understand why why players would be getting questioned in the comments. But there was no individual mistake in that game that, that cost Villa. Villa lost as a collective to tonight. That that's that's the way it is, and I I wouldn't have it, I wouldn't have it any other way, and I wouldn't listen to anyone else that's saying any different. Tom, let, let's look at a little bit of positivity. I mean, as I say, first half absolutely brilliant. Watkins. His finish was just something special, and it's great to see him scoring consecutive games, isn't it? And you can just see the fact that he scored in the last game, it's, it's released something within him. Yeah, straight away, I said, you know, he's going to score so many goals for this club. He gets into such unbelievable positions, positions that we haven't seen a striker do for quite some time. You know, we had Tammy Abraham a couple of seasons ago, but he would get into that position and miss four times out of five. Yeah. Watkins is... His all-round play, exceptional. He's got a goal tonight. Delighted for him. Matty Target, he should be in the England squad. Um, I'm just going to keep on calling players for England here, but, you know, Matty Target, ball in there and Watkins positioning superb. It's a massive positive now he's started scoring again. And can you see him stopping scoring? Well, hopefully he doesn't. We could do we could do without him going nine or ten games without without a goal again. That 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 that's for certain. And Dolan Jack had been a while to be fair without a goal for his very high standards as well. His all round games obviously there. We, we wax lyrical about him every single week. But again, it's good to see him get on the score sheet because again, I think he probably needed the goal a little bit as well. Yeah, no, I'm just reading. Some and he was comments. brilliant tonight as well. So Forget yeah, that, Forget that, the run, that that run was um was out of this world. Um, oh. absolutely out of this world. Uh, you know, if that had gone in. I mean, who cares if, if we'd lost the game? Um, absolutely incredible. Um, so, yeah, it was, um, he was, he was another level again. I thought, um, again, had a better, had a, had a better game. Made some great, um, great, great interceptions, great three balls, especially for the, uh, the chance that Watkins, Watkins had in the first, in the, in the first mm-hmm. half. Um, but yeah, still, it's, it's got it, man. Like, it's a hard one to take, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't got an awful lot to say tonight, really. I mean, none of us, none of us like losing. Obviously, I mean, there's there's certain ways to lose, and Villa, Villa have lost tonight, having actually played some some great football. Neil, I mean, the Barkley one on half time. I mean, from the from the Watkins miss that Dolan's just talked talked about, how unlucky was Barkley to see that cannon back off the bar? I mean, that that completely changes the game, doesn't it? If that goes in, oh, one hundred percent, absolutely. That wouldn't have saved the the port mix from. I'm going to say it was Bertrand Troy when. Uh, yeah, yeah, good save. Yeah, it was a fantastic save. You know, it was it was bad height for a goalkeeper and everything gets down to it. We created chances. Look, we're all salty after this last today. And uh, I know I'm usually optimistic, but and, and I am optimistic after this. But give me that kind of a game today whereby we're creating chances and maybe we're missing chances. Then some of the games last year whereby we, we barely had shots in target. You know, mm-hmm. when we, we put, got to put the two up against each other. We're not a finished article. Um we we may make another signing uh, over the next four days. Uh, we may not make another signing over the next not, not four days, five days, whatever it is. We may make we may not make another signing over the next four or five days. But um, it is it isn't the case to 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 kind of fully throw your hands up in the air and say this is going to be the finding point of the season. I may be wrong in saying that, but I don't think it is. I just think it's one of those losses. The fact that the, we we've thrown this away. This team looks galvanized. This team looks like it's it, it's got to be a steel in its belly after last year. And, you know, I think we look back and we say that it was a frustrating game. But realistically, I think it would just be one game amongst a season of of loads and loads of positives when, the, when all is said and done. 
And uh, while we're salty about it now, yeah, look, it's it's a 3-2 loss against Burnley. We beat Southampton at the weekend. It all evens itself out. So onwards to the next game. That's that's the way I feel about tonight. Yeah, and Tom, every time we've come on here after, after a game, maybe with the exception of the Leeds game, although I do think there was various turning points in that game that could have made that game go differently, but for every game Villa have lost. It's, it's, they've been in it. Like it's, 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 we've dominated that game. So I haven't seen the stats after the game, but we, we've lost that game. Having been in it, there's so many games like Neil said last season where we would lose a game and just not be in it at all. So the progress is there for everyone to see. We're light years away from what we were last season. Yeah, the progress. I mean, you, I find myself saying to people, come at work and people are talking to me about the Villa and it's like, oh yeah, but we genuinely could have been on a title charge because of the West Ham game, Burnley home game, Southampton home game. And all of a sudden, all these games you look at, it's only the Leeds game we really struggled in. And I think that sums it up completely. The change is just amazing. You're going to win some games where you don't deserve to. You're going to lose some games where you don't deserve to. Tonight, we didn't deserve to lose, I don't think. It's frustrating. None of us like it, but the improvement is there to see. We're going to go a long way if we can keep this team together. We're going to go a long way if we can keep this management team together. Everything, we're, we're looking up. It's looking really good. I mean, I don't talk about looking up. I'm not sure what Dolan's actually looking at, whether it's his TV or all the comments on, on his phone. He seems to be looking at, at everything but the screen. Come on, come on, Dolan. Give us a, give us a smile. It's not, <laughs> oh, it's I'm not all bad. What about the Gillette soccer fucking special? Uh, okay. okay. Forget that. I mean, to be fair, coming on and doing this has actually calmed me down because when I first came on, I was swearing, ranting and raving. I was, I'm just, it's just frustrating, isn't it? Mm. We're, we're all frustrated and... Dean Smith will be frustrated. I mean, I've not seen what what he what he said after the game. Obviously, we've come straight on and do this. But Dolan, what what will he be saying now? Do you think? Probably very much what we're saying. Like, how have we lost that game? You know. Um, but then I think he's going to look at the second half, and I think there'll be a few choice words. Maybe you know, um, as we as we touched on, the intensity just just kind of dropped and fell away and didn't take our chances, and they crowded us out. And I think you know, Jack Hart coming on, they changed their shape. I mean, I've never seen a team in the first half. Post so so little threat to mm. our to our our goal. I mean, they they didn't do anything in that first half. I mean, literally nothing. Um, so I mean, if they didn't change it, then it was only going to go one way. And and he changed it. Brought on Jack Cork. You know, again, not a household name, but he the guy's played four hundred and ninety nine times in his career. So he's got a bit about him. I thought I thought Westwood had, had a good game. Um, thought thought Luton had a good game. You know, two players that weren't good enough for us. Uh, a few years ago, thought they played well, um, and uh, yeah, I mean Chris Wood. I, I sort of touched, touched on him sort of last year and, and a bit this year. You know, kind of player that you would happily bring off. You know, if you're going to bring on uh, a danger man from the uh, from the bench, you, you'd want someone like a Chris Wood who, but he banged in 14 goals last season, and and that's exactly what he does. He he, he doesn't do an awful lot in the game, but you stick a ball in the box for him, and uh, and he he scored a. A worldly of a header there, which the keeper had no chance. So I mean, all three goals, like I say, were all pretty unavoidable. I mean, people are talking about the, people are talking about Zuno Markin, but you know we have had what seven, eight clean sheets this season. So yeah. you know you can't you can't you can't just all of a sudden concede three and then change the way you play. You, you got to be confident in how you play, and like I say, um, you have to stick with your philosophies and. You, 
you know, again, we said again, you're going to win some and you're going to lose some. But if you keep on chopping and changing and, and changing your tactics and changing the way you play and changing your shape and your system after you win a game or lose a game, then you're never going to have any consistency. So, um, you know, I don't I don't think Zula Markin's going to be the answer if you if you change it and go. I mean, I prefer my Markin personally, but listen, we've kept, we've kept seven or eight clean sheets this season. And back in the last season, we were hard to, to break down as well. So, like I say, um, yeah, tough to yeah. take, but. It is what it is. I mean, we go through, I think we go through spells, really, little runs of conceding from corners. And like you, I probably, if I had to choose, I'd choose man marking myself. But there's a reason that us and the people in the comments, there's a reason none of us are football managers or football coaches. Neil, there'll be a reason why why we defend in that way. And I just wanted to know, know from you, I mean, we talked about Jack Court coming on and, and kind of steadying Burnley a little bit and giving them a platform to, to go on and win that game tonight where it didn't look likely at all in the first half that that would happen. Is Sansong going to be that man for Villa, someone that we can bring on that might steady us, might settle us when, when a game's in the balance, just put his foot on the ball and look after it? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Like you could see today that our substitutions were very much in wide areas and bringing Jack in, in central. Uh, you could predict the subs, couldn't you? You could predict them before the game, the two subs coming on El Ghazi and Trezeguet before behind. Exactly, exactly. You could absolutely do that, and and like your attacking, your attacking options are limited. Um, no, there's nothing wrong with guys in Trezeguet. Long, they're far from the players that we saw play this time last year. You know, they've really blossomed into good players, and I'm delighted to have them on the bench. And far be it for me to say that they should, they shouldn't be ones being brought on. I'm delighted to have them. Um, but if you have a Morgan Sanson come on there, and you don't have, you can keep Jack on out in the left on um, Matty Lawton. Uh, link it up well with, with Matt Target out there um, and maybe bring a Sanson on instead of a Ross Barkley or instead of uh, uh, of a John McGinn and not have to make so many changes. I think you have to you have to want to ha- want to only make one change as opposed to two or three like that. Um, you made a good comment uh, earlier. I don't know whether you said it on the podcast as well, but I know you said it prior to this, is that not having a viable striking option to bring on these are the games where it will hurt us because it's it's something you could just even bring on as a change of pace, even as a as a change of when they changed their tactic to bring on Jack Cork uh, and our true ball true balls to Ali Watkins weren't going. It's no shame to the, to Ali Watkins to bring him off after 65, 70 minutes to change it up and bring on maybe another striker to run him around a small bit more. Um, and and that viable option isn't on the bench at the moment. Uh, we're probably well stacked, I think, in the other areas. And Santan's definitely going to give us a good presence in midfield from what I've seen of him. But I would be hoping that maybe they're having a little eye towards maybe bringing in a lone striker or maybe bringing in an old wily old fox to come on in a game like that against a battle-hardened Sean Dyche team that could maybe do something. But obviously, we've got Wesley coming back. But I, I, I think we'll probably look to, to, to maybe make make the most of, of something if, if it comes our way over the next few days in the transfer market. I mean, Neil, I feel like you know everything, so I'm going to come to you for this because I don't know the answer. But isn't our, haven't we got 25 players registered? Or have I imagined that? Yeah, we do. But who's to say we so we'd, have to, we'd have to shift someone, wouldn't we, to get a new striker in? Yeah. Someone has to go. I mean, I guess Keenan would go on loan would be my guess. That's exactly yeah yeah that's what i was thinking there seems to be a lot of a lot of talk that stoke wanted him and so on but that and that's probably the chess game that they're looking at weighing up over the next few days is do we bring in a player or do we play do we play the hand that we're that we're dealt with and look i'm just a big fan of i'm a big fan of um 
you know, uh, strengthened from a, from a position of uh, of fortune. So we're in a good position. We feel good. We've got it. We've got a successful start to the season. And if we strengthen now, it could push us on. Um, I always go back to I think it was the '99 season when we when we were top of the league and we didn't strengthen. And then you all, you go back to what was it '92 season as well, and we brought in Casparino instead of instead of sharing him. We didn't strengthen the way that we should have from for a flying nine league. Good move. It's 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 yeah. It, it it's a recurring team I think, but uh, so that's just the way that I am. I, I you know strengthened from a position of strength really is what I'd like to do. But yeah, it's it's the chess game. I'm sure Johan Lang is playing at the moment, whereby he's going to have to move players out, like maybe Akina Davis out in loan, and um, maybe we see Freddie Gulbert. Uh, Depart. Yeah, I forgot he was in the twenty-five. You know, he's in he's in the twenty-five, and we've got four goal. We've got three goalkeepers in there with, with with some good decent options in the bench. Maybe someone like a Jed Steer makes a makes a move outwards. I, I don't think they potentially. I don't think they would do that personally, and um, just because of what happened last year with all of the the goalkeeping issues. But uh, I think we probably will see someone like maybe Freddie Gilbert or maybe Keenan Davis go on loan to make space for somebody. That's if they even want to bring somebody in. Uh, I don't know. I, I personally would. Bring in maybe another striking option. Um, I know people in the comments are probably going to say we don't need a striker. We got Louis Barry, but uh, oh, there'll be a few of that, we'll, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Come Monday, we might either have Louis Barry as as, as people want, or we might have a, another striking option. Uh, either way, it, it'll be exciting come Monday. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I'm not taking the producer by surprise here, and I'm hoping he's got it prepped. Although. It's a big ask, actually, for him to have updated the league table before we come on. But if we have got the league table, could we possibly flash it up on the screen now, Adam? Because I made the mistake of when we were winning of looking at the league table and getting all buoyant and getting all high about where Villa were going to finish. And then, obviously, we ended up losing the game, so I haven't looked at the league table since. It's not flashing up on my screen, so I'm presuming that he don't. Oh, no, he does have... There we go. There we go. Oh, so it was the lead table was looking a lot fresher when I when I looked at it when we went two one up, Tom. But what, what do you make of that and where are we sit now, Tom? Well, look, it's an improvement. You know, four games before the end of last season, you never thought we'd be tenth in the Premier League. Not even halfway through our season this year. So mm. it's just frustrating. I said it in my last like little snippet on there. We've had so many chances to win games. We've been unlucky where games like Man City, where we've been mugged off a little bit by refereeing decisions, and it's it's frustrating, but you do need to look at it from a positive point of view. We're, we're progressing 10th in the league. We can finish higher this season. I think we will. I think we're looking at 8th, 7th, 6th. Yeah. There's a very realistic finish now, and you know people keep on doubting us and saying, oh, no, you'll be about 14th. You'll just have to like it. Well, what's what, what's suggesting that? We're playing well every game at the moment. So hopefully, if we can sneak into seventh spot, I'd be absolutely fine. Yeah, and I, I think there's every chance that that can happen. I think six, seventh is, is completely viable this season, and that's worlds away from just hoping and praying that we finished and scraped by the 17th last season, like we eventually ended up doing. I'd thank all three of you for coming on tonight. Just a little bit of admin before we go. Obviously, Purity sponsored this show and we're all delighted about that. If you do go on their website and you want 10% off, it's been flashing up at various points through this show. If you use the code hashtag VillaView, you'll get 10% off all their goodies. Also, we've now got some posters on our Villa View store as well. I mean, I'm pretty sure absolutely nobody cares about this tonight. But if you do want some posters, you do want some mugs, then go and visit our shop. Another little plug for Tom as well with with his printing business. You'll find him on Instagram. Is it Print TK? On Instagram? Uh, Prince TK now at Prince TK. 
yeah, he'll sort your shirts out like, like he sorted mine out. For, for me here, he's done a really, really good job and his business is growing all the time. It's always good to help out small businesses that are Villa fans. We'll be back on Saturday night around 10 o'clock for the post-match point after Southampton. Crucial that Villa get back to, to winning ways and bounce back quickly because that's the thing really this season. We haven't really had a bad run and none of us really want to see us go on one anytime soon so thanks to everyone that's joined us and everyone that has commented even though i'm sure there'll be plenty in there that we would all disagree with we do appreciate all the support that's given the channel if you're not subscribed to the villa view then make sure you're doing that because i haven't said that for about a year i keep forgetting and the numbers aren't going up as quickly as we would like back on saturday as i say up the villa Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.